so divine. Like I said, God is in the numbers, right? There's a divine frequency in the numbers. It's not just numbers we're pulling out of thin air, right? There's there's actually a very spiritual essence and energy and frequency that's carried in each and every one of these numbers that we're talking about. Welcome to the Straight to the Point podcast. I'm Molly Austin. I'm Emily Fitz, and we are your once typical online business and fitness coaches who got fed up with the coaching industry's toxic culture. We're navigating a new era of entrepreneurship, one that's rooted in truth, integrity, and honesty. Whether you're in a next level of expansion, have been burned by the industry, or are just getting started and not sure where you fit, we're covering everything from lessons learned, industry trends, and having straight to the point, no BS conversations about what it actually takes to lead the way in this new paradigm. Let's get straight to the point. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Straight to the Point series with your hosts, Molly Austin and Emily Fitz. (laughs) (laughs) And we're recording our 14th episode today, which is super exciting. We can't even believe it. And we are going to be bringing in a fun topic, something that um, we've really gotten into over the course of the last, like, six to eight months, maybe. Um, Numerology, for those of you who have heard of it, or those of you who haven't, we're going to be sharing a lot, a little, a little lot around, (laughs) um, yeah, how M got into numerology, Emily introduced me into numerology, how we've been using that both in our personal lives and our businesses, how we have been using it as a tool with clients and really helping them and giving them really clear guidance based off of the certain themes that are happening in their lives um, and how you could start incorporating it into your life too. Not yes with business and, and noticing the certain patterns and themes that are coming up for you, but also in your personal life, your personal evolution, um, especially as we are collectively, and, and we'll talk about this too, in our collective seven year right now, which is all around healing. Um, Numerology is just such an amazing space to, yeah, I would say not just validation of what's going on currently in my life and and M's life and, and our clients' lives, but also really allowing us to be intentional with where we're putting our energy and the actions that we're taking and why we're taking them and relating that back to the themes of what we're moving through in numerology. So I'll kind of hand it over to M to explain a little bit about numerology, what it is. That's not really my forte. That's, that's M's thing. And then I'll, and then I'll chime in. Uh, I love numerology. Numerology is, as you so eloquently put it, the underdog in a lot of ways and yet it's everything. Numerology is the energetics of number frequencies. Um, every number carries a specific frequency. And so, um, you know, when we start to unpack the frequency of each number as it pertains to our own personal lives or our business or our launches, I mean, we can look at everything from your life path to your personality to your soul's destiny, which is essentially... Um, how you came here to achieve your life path, to your deepest heart's desire, 
all the way to what personal year you're in, what collective year you're in, as Molly said, a collective year seven, the frequency of the seven, what collective personal or what collective month we're in, what personal month we're in. It's so layered. It's so intricate. And um, we want to give you a really juicy insight into how you can start to use numerology in your own your own life. Um, you know, numerology, the origin of numerology dates all the way back to ancient civilizations of Egypt and Mesopotamia. So numerology was a, around at the beginning of humanity, the beginning of our um, civilizations, civilizations. <laughs> and, um, you know, numbers also really carry the essence of the divine. So it's, it's a really beautiful tool to connect with a really pure frequency. Um, and when we really tune into the numbers and their frequency, um, I really noticed that it's kind of cracked open a whole new world of um, awareness. And as you said, validation for our current experience. And then we can also learn how to utilize those numbers to excel what we're doing or in, um, you know, in, in relationship or in congruence with the things that we're doing, right? We can, we can lean, you know, certain months and we'll look at this in a second, but certain months will allow you to, um, actually utilize their potency to travel or to manifest more abundance or to go deeper into, you know, your own spiritual journey or, you know, to really um, plant seeds, set foundations. Like there's so many different um, possibilities when you start to bring numerology into your awareness. And so what I'll do is talk first and foremost about the numbers that are available for you to work with. Um, Numbers one through nine. And then there are three master numbers, 11, 22, and 33, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, So numbers one through nine are essentially the foundational numbers that you, because essentially if you have a number 10, you always add it together to get it down to a single digit, unless it's a master number, which is 11, 22, or 33. So if you have the number 10, let's say one plus zero equals one. If you have the number 12, one plus two equals three. So it's actually the number three. So one through nine is the found are the foundational numbers that we're always working with at any given time. And the, the, um, other numbers like 34, it's three plus four, right? Unless you find yourself experiencing a master number 11, you would never add that up to create a two. 22, you would never add that up to create a four. 33, you would never add that up to create a six. However, 11, 22, and 33 always carry the higher, more attuned, higher frequency of the number two, four, and six. And so as you can see, like it's it's already already the conversation around it is layered and it and it's intricate. But I think it's also one of the easiest tools to learn quickly. And then start to implement into your daily life, you know, into your business, into your launches. So, um, you know, numerology helps you to understand your own personal patterns, your life path, um, which is where you're going, right? And then 
what we're also going to look at too, or what I can share with you guys today is the difference between your life path, your expression and your heart's desire or your soul urge number. Um, your expression number can also be called your soul's destiny number and your soul's destiny number represents basically the lifelong target that you are aiming at in your specific incarnation. So numerology also looks at, um, incarnation patterns, like for example, there's this concept of having carrying karmic debts, karmic debts, which maybe we'll touch on because that's totally a fun piece. Um, karmic debts are usually things you're paying back for past abuses in a previous manifestation or previous incarnation. So numerology also leans into the belief system that we are constantly reincarnating as these new beings, evolving, growing. Right. And so when we decide to come back or reincarnate, if we, let's say, abused freedom in a previous manifestation or we abused power or we abused love, we are going to carry certain karmic debt numbers on our main chart as an opportunity for ourselves to pay back those past abuses. I don't know if you want to speak to anything that we've talked about already. Yeah, I would say that the soul desire, the expression, personality, those numbers are have have really given me a lot of validation um, in terms of the direction of my life and my purpose. And also, um, you know, around all the numbers in general and whether that's, you know, the numbers I was just talking about or you can be in a personal month number personal year is also giving insight into where we're in the healthy expression of that or the unhealthy expression of that where we are allowing that to be versus where we might be resisting that because there might be some months or years where our ego's like we have to speed up this year or this month when actually really you feel the resistance of that you're having a hard time in that energy and it's not because there's something wrong you're not doing something bad but you might be being asked to do something entirely different. You might actually be being asked to slow down where you're trying to speed up or um, yeah. So I would say that those are really, um, really validating and give a lot of insight and also give a really powerful insight. I know that on my expression and my soul's desire, there's a lot of eight, which is around, mastering the material. And I've also had a lot of challenges in the world of the material. And so again, in that, in that aspect of insight and awareness and also validation of like, oh, wow, this is something that my soul is here to really master. And of course, this is why I've had these challenges in these areas too. So it's also really asking us to not be in the mindset of like, oh, poor me, why is this happening to me versus, oh, wow, of course, if I'm here to master this, everybody has their own thing that they're here to master. Of course, we're going to come up to greater to or equal the resistance of that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so let's just really quick break down your, um, we'll look at your life path expression and heart's desire. And then I'll teach you guys a really quick, easy, simple trick to calculate your personal year number. Mm. So as Molly was saying, we, maybe we'll dive into this first. We all move in nine year cycles Mm -hmm. personally 
and collectively. And again, it's numbers one through nine. It's the basis of numerology. So collectively, we're actually all experiencing a collective year seven. And seven is all about spiritual awakenings, deep internal shifts, isolation, going within, right? Um, it's a great time for um, launching creative solo projects, writing your book. You know, it's like when you can understand the frequency of the seven, you can know where and how to lean in to utilize that, that energy to support the work that you're doing. Right. Yeah. Now the seven is also great for, again, spiritual awakenings. You're seeing a huge shift probably across the world, the globe around psychedelics and mainstreaming of psychedelics. You're seeing a lot more people doing a lot more plant medicine journeys, right? You're seeing a lot more documentaries coming out, a lot more conversations. You're probably, you know, here, he's probably have heard like 20 people talk about ayahuasca this year already, right? More than you have before. It's the frequency of the seven that's at work in the collective. Now there's also some shadow sides of that, right? So we're also going to see all of the ways in which, um, people aren't taking responsibility, right? We're also going to see some of these shadow sides of isolation, depression, um, things like that are also going to be very much alive in the seven year. All of it's asking for us to rise. Um, next year as a collective, we'll be moving into an eight year, which is all about the material and personal power. It's actually the only number in numerology that focuses on the 3D material world. So again, you're going to see a lot of people rising in power. I think you're going to see a lot of new sustainable ways that money is being circulated in the world. You're also going to see some of the shadow sides of these banks continuing to crumble. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be, I believe, a shift in the financial paradigm. 2026 will be a personal collective nine year, which is all about endings, completions of cycles. They call it the death before rebirth year. That's in 2020, what did I say, 2025. And then in 2026, we'll be in a one year, which is all about new beginnings, rebirth, planting new seeds for what you want to create. So when you know that, right, like let's say you know that you're in a personal year one. What's incredible is you can be so crystal clear about the new seeds you want to start planting for your life. Usually what happens in a one year, the things we plant in a one year end up becoming the things we walk with for the entire nine year cycle until we get to the next nine year, which is again, the endings and completions of pretty much that nine year cycle or that decade of your life. Um, mm -hmm. And what's really cool about knowing that again, is that we can utilize the energy of the personal year we're in, the collective year we're in, and also the personal month cycles. So not only are you living in a personal year, you also are in a personal month. So for example, I'm in my eight year this year. So eight year again is all about the material, mastering the material and personal power. I'm also existing right now in a four personal month and the four personal month and the energy of the four personal month is all about setting and creating foundations. So basically building stability, building foundations in my life under the umbrella of the eight personal year. So it's like, you almost want to think of it like the costume you're wearing for the year, right? It's like mm -hmm. the theme of my life this year is going to be about money, material, and personal power. 
So when I'm in my four personal month, I can expect to build foundations in and around money, spending, budgets, spending plans, right? It's like really getting crystal clear on the stability, the foundations I want to create in my own life. Now, my husband, for example, is in a personal year seven, in a collective year seven. So he's having that double seven energy. So he's deep in his own creative, solo creative venture projects. He's traveling a lot this year on his own. It's not about partnership for him. It's about his individual solo experience. He already sat for ayahuasca for four days in the jungle in the beginning of the year, right? Like his whole life this year, his whole year is about doing some really deep excavation, some really deep spiritual work on himself in preparation for the next three-year cycle he's about to enter into, which I'm in now, which also means that because he's in a seven personal year, He's also in a three personal month. He's one year behind me and one month behind me. And the three is all about so interesting, right? It's all about self-expression and creativity. So of course he's in New York city right now working on a creative film project, right? It's like when you know that you can start to plan your trips, your vacations, you can plan the projects you're working on so that you can be fully supported in the frequency of the number that you're existing inside of. Mm. Yeah, mm. powerful. You just killed that explanation. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things, and I'll give you a really tangible, you can, you can do this right now. So how you calculate your personal year number is by adding up your birth month plus your birth date, excluding the year you were born, And then you add that to the collective year seven. So for example, Molly, what's your birthday again? 12, 12, 14, 12, 14. So, which is 26, two plus six is eight plus seven is 15. And then five plus one is six. Molly's in a six personal year. Now, the sixth personal year is all about relationships. It's all about family, home, stability. Molly also just entered into a two personal month, which is all about the other partnerships, um, harmony, balance. So a lot of her focus this month is going to be on other people, family members, mm-hmm. people outside of herself that she's being invited to connect with through harmony, through balance. And what's really beautiful, right, is that she moved from her one month, last month, which was all about planting new seeds, new beginnings. There were still some old karmic cycles that were coming to a close, right? And now the two is all about for her, the other. And so she's traveling home to see her family. She's going to her sister's graduation. She's being with her you know, being with her siblings, she's coming back and she's hosting people in her home. She's coming and being a seva and support staff at a retreat. So, right. So even the way that she's showing up and working the retreat is about the other versus herself. So when we, again, it's like, what's also kind of crazy too, is sometimes we don't even have to try to align our life to the personal months or years that we're in. The frequency of the energy is just so strong that it divinely orchestrates these events and situations on our behalf. And we look at it and we go, oh my God, you couldn't even plan this better. 
Right? No, it's, it's crazy. Really crazy. It's so crazy. It's really, really crazy, which is also where it helps you. I can speak for myself. It's really helped me also just continue deepening my own trust for my life and for myself and the things that I'm saying yes to, the things I'm saying no to, the things I'm showing up for. And again, like I'm said, these aren't, I mean, I didn't plan these because like, oh, this is going to be in my two months. So I should do this this month. It's like all the things that I'm saying yes to and also that are being divinely orchestrated for me are all falling into place the way that they're meant to. And so, you know, for all of us who are walking this path of the unknown is it also really helps develop a sense of knowing that we're unconditionally loved and guided and, um, yeah, just sort of like, it's helped me just like have this almost like this childlike wonder and like amazement for how divine it all is, which is really special too. So divine, like I said, God is in the numbers, right? There's a divine frequency in the numbers. It's not just numbers we're pulling out of thin air, right? There's, there's actually a very spiritual essence and energy and frequency that's carried in each and every one of these numbers that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. What I'll also do is put a link to my favorite numerology chart um, in the show notes as well. So you can literally go in and fill in your information. Now, when you do that, it's going to ask for your name given at birth, which kind of piggybacks off of a theory that I have, which is that we all come in here stewarding very specific names and lineages. And that our name is actually predestined, right? So you may, you may be born and have, if you hear snoring, it's my dog. You may be born. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So classic. (sighs) You may be born into this world. And let's say your parents didn't have a name for you at that time. That name that they chose for you, even if you were born without knowing your name yet, That name was already predestined for you prior to coming into this incarnation. Part of that is you, your soul, choosing to steward that name so that you could steward and work with the very specific numerology chart that you are born into this world carrying. Um, So for example, in the world numerology chart, which I'll link to you guys, you'll put your name exactly as it appears on your birth certificate at birth. You'll include your birth date, and then you'll include your name as you would introduce yourself in a social setting. That piece is really more about your minor chart. So in numerology, you have your major chart and you have your minor chart. Your major chart carries like 99% of the weight. Your minor chart carries about 1% of the weight. Now, um, but when you change your name, right, like some people change their name and it can change their minor chart and the experience that they're having. And um, you can actually see different things unfold in their life when they choose a new identity or a new name, or maybe they change their married name. Sometimes it can change a lot. Sometimes it can change a little. Um, so again, it's, it's just, it's so layered and it's so fun. One of the things we can dive into here is, um, your life path. And so with your life path, again, your life path is really about, um, essentially, like the moment of birth. So your life path cannot be calculated essentially until your moment of birth. And in that instant, you essentially are stepping into a new reality, the life that you came here to incarnate as the path you came here to walk. So 
and I love this. I wrote this down in a little cheat sheet. It says your first breath marked the beginning of your journey on the road we call your life path. It makes sense then that the most important number in your numerology chart comes from the date of your birth. Your life path number gives a broad outline of the opportunities, challenges, and lessons you encounter throughout your life. It also reveals the strengths, specific talents, and characteristics you were given to help you overcome challenges and evolve into the best you can be. Your life path number is considered the single most significant information available in your numerology chart. And it's derived from the total of all numbers found in your date of birth. So mm-hmm. it cannot be calculated prior to your birth, right? You can't go in and like kind of finagle, like, trust me, I've tried. I'm like, and I'm like, I've tried to figure out what her, <laughs> can't know her life. You're path. literally... <laughs> Now, however, You're talking I to the most calculated could, person there is, so hopefully for when she says that, I could <laughs> potentially calculate her expression number, which your expression number is the most influential making up who you are. It's also the number with the most influence on your choice of career, although other aspects are important as well. And the expression or the destiny number is the sum of the value of all the letters in your full name. So you Mm -hmm. could potentially calculate someone's expression number prior to their birth, but you could never calculate somebody's life path until the day that they're born. So your life path, and we can look at the different life path numbers here. Your life path is essentially the path you are here to walk. So for example, I'm a life path one and life path one is here to be the creative pioneer, the independent leader, the maverick. They're the ones who are out in front, paving the new path, trailblazers. Okay. Mm -hmm. Twos, life path twos are peacekeepers. They're here to master the art of diplomacy. They're honestly some of the most resilient people on this planet, and they lead with their heart. The three is to master self-expression. They're the great communicators of the world. Honestly, truly highly infectious people, true lovers of life. Life path fours are here to be legacy builders. They're here to be teachers of our society and to create systems that are here to impact powerfully and positively on society as a whole. System builders. Life path fives are here to experience inner and outer freedom. They're the free spirit. Um, Fives, one of the things I always say is expect to ride a cosmic wave of constant change throughout your entire life. That's what you came here to experience freedom, but to also navigate the shadow side that can come with a life of unexpected change. Life Mm past six are here to nurture and to be a visionary. They're here to learn how to balance between what they give and what they receive, family, career, right? They're here to really find the balance between those. Sevens are here to be a spiritual seeker of wisdom and truth. I think you're a life path seven, are you not? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. And they're committed to a sacred calling and possessing wisdom and the ability to integrate and use it to better humanity. That's the life path seven. Eights are here to be a powerhouse. They go after what they want with an insatiable hunger. Honestly, some of the most ambitious people on the planet, they understand the power of being goal-oriented. They're usually very into money or money-hungry. 
Nines are here to be humanitarians. They're driven by a desire to give back. Nine is often not an easy life path to walk, but they're here to make the world a better place. I believe someone with a life path nine would be like a Mother Teresa. I believe she's actually a life path nine. So it's like mm. people, you really see these, these huge heart-driven humanitarian people who are came to this world to give back. S- save us. Selfless service. That's the, the exactly. life path of the nine. Then we get into the master yeah. numbers. There's only three. So life path 11s are here to be spiritual thought leaders, AKA the psychic. They possess a deep inner knowing the bridge between the subconscious and conscious worlds. They're plugged into universal consciousness, often very old souls and have spent many lifetimes accruing spiritual wisdom and knowledge. I believe our dear friend Peggy Romito is a life path 11. I've looked up her chart before. She is an incredible psychic and I'm sure we'll have her on the show. Um, life path 22s. So my niece and my nephew, uh, are life path 22s. They're here to be master architects. They're the most powerful number in all of numerology. They're here to architect an empire that will shift humanity for the better. So remember how I said that 22 master numbers are the heightened version of their original number, Mm. which is the, the two, the four, the six. Fours are here to be legacy builders, system builders. They're architects in their own way. The 22 is the master architect. So Mm. for the 22, regardless of what area they choose, they're destined to become experts in their own fields to oversee major changes. The 22, now here's the difficulty with the, the master numbers. You might be thinking, oh, so cool. I just looked up my chart. I have a master number. Oftentimes, master numbers, people with life path or people with soul urge or heart expression, those are your three core main pieces of your chart, who have a master number are here to walk a more difficult walk. The reason Mm. being is that old souls say yes to more difficult earthly incarnations because they know that they can handle it or it's what their soul is asking them to evolve into or from. So 22 can also be a life of extremes, alternating Mm. from accomplishing great feats to deep doubt and uncertainty of oneself. So be mindful that the master numbers also carry a darker, heavier shadow side than some of the other original, like one through nine. Mm. The 33 is to embody unconditional love. I call it the Christ code. Um, This represents love in its purest form. These are masterful healers and guides. They typically also have much to heal in this lifetime as a vehicle for strengthening their ability to support others. So they're going to be faced with a lot of um, difficult and challenging moments that ask them to face themselves so that they can fully embody that unconditional love and that Christ consciousness code that they Mm. came here to carry. Mm. yeah I didn't know that too about the like I knew that the I knew that the 22s and the 11 like all of those were you know heightened in that aspect but I guess I didn't fully piece together how that can also be a bumpier ride yes for divine reason yes yes yeah yes is Maddie a is is Maddie a four what's she Maddie's in a life path eight her soul's destiny so Maddie is my niece her, she's a life path eight, which is the powerhouse, her soul's yeah. destiny or her, um, the other way to put that is her 
expression number, which is essentially, again, as I had mentioned, the soul's destiny or the expression number is how you will go about achieving your life path. It's the how. Mm -hmm. So the life path is the what, the expression or the soul's destiny is the how. Mm -hmm. So she's a life path eight, which is the powerhouse. Her soul's destiny or expression is the 22. So her how is to essentially build an empire that shifts human consciousness. Wow. So, right? So it's like, woo, when I first read that, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And we always talk about this and argue about it. She has no karmic debt. So, and I came in here with all fucking four, right? I've got like three on my main chart and one on my minor chart. And I'm like, bitch, I took one for the team this go round, but next time it's all on you, right? Karmic debt, maybe this is a fun little segue. Karmic debt, there's four karmic debt numbers in all of numerology. And karmic debt numbers essentially... um, what I had said before are specific abuses that you're paying back for from previous manifestations. There's mm-hmm. a 13, four. So the way that it's, it's listed in your chart will be 13 slash four. Now you only really want to pay attention to these numbers if they're on your major chart. So major, what I mean by that is life path, expression, soul's destiny, personality, or birth date. So that is your, that's also my dog. That is your, <laughs> that's your major chart. So if you have a karmic debt on one of those um, significant, like whatever that is, then you are essentially carrying a karmic debt that you're paying back for pre- past abuses from a previous manifestation. So the mm-hmm. 13, four, one plus three equals four, right? So let's say that you have a 13, four on your life path. Essentially what that means is you are here as a life path four carrying a karmic debt of 13, four. Does that make sense? So for example, I am a life path one, but I am a 19 slash one, which means Mm -hmm. I'm carrying a karmic debt on my life path. So let's break down what that means. There are four karmic debt numbers, 13, four, 14, five, 19, one, 16, seven. So the 13, four, and this is if you are carrying the four, right? But the karmic debt of 13, four abused others to get ahead in a past life or previous manifestation. So what happens is we often will act on the more destructive tendencies, the shadow sides of the number. So the shadow sides of the four until we've learned the lessons and paid back the debt. So you can transcend the shadow sides of these numbers. And in fact, you put the karmic debt on your numerology chart so that you could transcend those shadow pieces. You came here to work those out. So like validation for your life being a pile of shit sometimes, right? (laughs) So the 13 four acts on the more destructive tendencies of the four until the lessons are learned, acknowledged, acted upon, or mastered. So things that people carrying the 13 for karmic debt will kind of struggle with blaming everyone or everything, government, family, employers for the limitations that you experience being a bossy know-it-all being a control freak, being very rigid in your thinking and often translates to physical inflexibility, 
being obstinate, complaining, lazy, putting off responsibilities on others, feeling done in by limitation. I carry mm. the 13-4 on both my soul's destiny number and my heart's desire number. So <laughs> I got two 13-4s <laughs> and I really had to work that out early on in my childhood. The first, like, I would say 30 years of my life. Um, I feel mm-hmm. a huge shift. I still am working out laziness. I'm still working out sometimes putting off responsibilities, um, avoidant, right? There can be some victim mindset in that too. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling done in by limitations. Like there's some subtle layers I'm still working out around those things. I also carry it twice on my yeah. major chart. The next one is 14 to five, 14, five. So 14 slash five, one plus four equals five, which is the abuse of freedom in a past life or previous manifestation. Molly carries this. What do you carry this on your soul's destiny number? I think it's on my, I think it's on my destiny. Because you're a life past seven, yeah. soul's destiny, yeah. five, heart, desire, eight, I believe. Yes. So things yeah. that 14 fives yeah. have to grapple with will be an inability to hold on to a relationship, jumping from job to job, struggles with addiction, food, drugs, alcohol, anything deterring you from taking full responsibility from yourself. So 14.5 also carries quite a bit of victim mindset, Um, lacking the ability to focus Mm -hmm. and follow through, lacking the ability to commit to something, severe or unhealthy sense of dependence, so being overly dependent on someone or something, severe or unhealthy sense of independence, so like the total opposite of that, Overly emotional responses to change or not getting your way, inability to practice self-discipline, so struggles to really hold yourself to routine or to discipline yourself, Um, excessive sexual encounters can be another one. So that's the 14-5, that's the abuse of freedom from a past life, and the 5, if you guys are paying attention... (laughs) <laughs> There's a lot of information, but the five <laughs> pop quiz, five pop quiz, all about everybody freedom, living a life of freedom, living fearlessly, unexpected change, right? So the fourteen five is the shadow sides of the five number. Our dear friend Shiloh also carries mm. the fourteen five mm-hmm. abuse of freedom, and that's a big thing. Once numerology came into her field, it's been a huge thing to support her and help her in moving through yeah. some of these really core wounds and pieces that she's been navigating in this specific mm-hmm. incarnation. Um, and some of these, 100%. again, we've had past yeah. life, you know, regressions and, and, um, memories of, of previous lifetimes and manifestations. And, um, I've definitely seen firsthand what I'm paying back for in this lifetime, you know, and some really, some really dark incarnations that is asking me to pay back for these abuses. Definitely. Well, and it's cool too, because I think that for my abuse of freedom, there are definitely still threads that I'm working out. But as for like my addiction thread, it's like my addiction wasn't with drugs or alcohol, it was an addiction to food. And I also was not able to stick to commitments. I couldn't stick to really anything for a long period of time um, because I was always trying to escape and I couldn't be where I was because I was so afraid of what was coming up for me, um, extreme codependency, and then also simultaneously being the total lone wolf. And so it was either extreme, it was the anxious avoidant, like I'm either like glued to your hip, or it's like, fuck you, I can do it myself. So it is a very, it's extreme, it's operating in a lot of extremes. And, um, 
which is cool seeing that now down the line. Again, I have pieces of it that I'm working out, but um, how, and I'd be curious to see, because I haven't really looked a lot at some of my clients' charts who also deal with some of the, the food addiction pieces. Like I'm sure that there could be some of them who have abuse of freedom because it really does align. And it, again, gives us the opportunity to just have greater awareness of what we're here to work out and why these things might be present um, and how our soul chose this totally. to work through these totally. pieces. Yeah. yeah. And then there's two more, yeah. which we'll go through really quickly, which is the 16-7, which I believe you have on your life path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So both Molly and I carry karmic debts on our life path, which is like <laughs> super fun <laughs> because as we said, your life path is the most important number in your numerology chart. So the 16, seven is abuse mm-hmm. of love in a past life. So things that she may have to grapple with, or you, if you carry the 16, seven, and again, seven is the number six plus one equals seven. So the 16, seven is the shadow sides of this sort of spiritual, deep spiritual work. It's love, right? So it could be difficult to approach mm-hmm. isolation and inability to have successful love relationships, being withdrawn from the world, being aloof, self-centered and lacking the ability to connect with others, an over-the-top need for privacy, emotionally detached, looking down on others from an intellectual vantage point. I believe I also carry this on my major chart too. My birthday. My birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday. you do. Because I was born mm-hmm. on the 16th. So your birthday mm-hmm. in your major chart is calculated by the day you were born. So if you were born on the 13th, mm-hmm. the 14th, the 16th, or the 19th, you carry a karmic debt on your birth date. So I carry the 16-7 on my birth date. Um, and I would say that a lot of these mm-hmm. were probably, I probably worked through again in the first early part of my youth through high school, college, definitely. Um, definitely worked through the 16-7 during that time. And it was probably wasn't until I started really diving into my own spiritual journey that I feel like I've cleared a lot of the 16-7 karmic debt. And of course, right? Because it's all about spiritual awakenings and going within self. Right. Well, because, especially because partnerships are just the ultimate mirror to ourselves too. So exactly. Of course. Yeah. And then the last one is 19-1, which is the abuse of power in a past life or aka the fame debt. So I carry this on my life path. My husband also carries this on his life path. And so does Tom Cruise. (laughs) I can't. She literally said that the other night. She goes, me and Tom Cruise have the same, Uh, what is it? Abuse of power, 19-1, karmic debt. On our life path. Yeah, we're literally watching a movie and she goes... Tom Cruise and I have the same one. <laughs> and Scott. I'm like, right. You, your husband, and Tom Cruise. Not and you, Scott. Tom Cruise. Oh, and your husband. So, 19-1 is a pretty gnarly one. And, yeah, it's on my life path. It's on Scott's life path. It's on Tom Cruise's life path. So, that's what's really interesting about it is it's not just on his chart. It's on his life path, which is rare. So, the 19-1... Things that you'll have to deal with, narcissism, egotism, selfishness, being intimidating, dependence, lacking self-confidence, stubborn and won't accept help, laziness, lacking a spine, can't stand on own two feet, an inability to move forward with a productive life of healthy independence and achievement. So that's key. It's like, for me, it was all about the achievement, achievement, achievement from an unhealthy standpoint. And I've really, in the last couple of years, had to step Mm. back and rewire that sense of achievement, worthiness, inherent wholeness without needing whatever I was needing externally. Um, 
lacking initiative and leadership follow through and a codependency in relationships. So the 19 one is, um, yeah, paying back for abuse of power where you may have, um, used calculatingly spiritual knowledge and wisdom to the detriment of humanity, potentially, who knows? I don't know. Um, definitely working some stuff out there with that one. Um, <laughs> but the karmic debts are fun, right? It's like, it, it also allows you to take a, take a peek inside some of the things that may have you tripped up and go again, validation, like, wow. Okay. So there's actually a reason, you know, I believe we put these karmic debts on our chart for a reason. We put these mechanisms in place for a reason to work some of this stuff out. Um, as kind of a, like, I think about it, like, Mario Brothers, right? It's like you're you put these little trap doors in here as an opportunity to up level your game on a soul level when you came into this lifetime and into this incarnation. And and you know when you pass on, you're gonna have jumped from maybe level ten to level two hundred. Who knows? Like, um. So, but when we have right. awareness, we have choice. So we, you know, it's it's really powerful right. to be able to bring this stuff to this space and this conversation and just open up the awareness that there are numbers at play in your life that are divinely orchestrated, directed, and guiding how the things in your world are unfolding for you. Yeah. Thank you for explaining all those too, because I mean, I, I had an under, I had a decent understanding of numerology and the things, but that was yeah, so good on point. So good. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of my favorite tools and um, my hope is that you'll find it and love it and use it. Um, I've included a link in the show notes. You can go check out the world numerology chart calculator. If you want to just easy calculation of your life path, Um, your, it'll have everything from life path to heart expression, um, soul's destiny, birth date, uh, personality numbers, which we didn't even get into, but maybe we'll do a part two episode. It'll also show you what uh, personal year you're in, what personal month you're in. Um, it's a great all-encompassing chart mm-hmm. reader if you don't want to calculate it yourself, which can be a whole nother, you know, masterclass of figuring out how to do that. Um, and <laughs> I'm so grateful to get to bring this wisdom and knowledge here. Me too. So this is so good. So fun. So fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode. This was really cool. Um, And now that we've had an episode on it, I feel like we can speak more into numerology, like casually. (laughs) We've seeded it in. Um, You can find us on YouTube on, does our YouTube and our podcast Mm -hmm. have the same thing? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. At straight to the point series. So you can watch us speaking. (laughs) Um, on YouTube, where you can listen to us on Apple or Spotify podcasts. You can find us at TikTok and Instagram at Straight to the Point Series. And you can find me on Instagram at The Truly Molly. And me, The Emily Phipps. <laughs> Amazing. We'll see you next time. <laughs>